it's time to talk some Titans football. Titans Bengals this weekend in the NFL. Uh, well, Titans now two games away from the Super Bowl and the hype is is unreal at the minute in Nashville in in Tennessee you can almost feel the crack from the Irish Titan lads on Twitter as well delighted to welcome in Mike Herndon at Mike Miracles on Twitter Mike a very very warm welcome to the Irish NFL show your debut appearance at well a hell of a good time to to, to make your first appearance in this show absolutely we got a little to talk about Titans wise here so I appreciate you guys having me looking forward to talking some ball Yes, sir. Have you ever had the chance to be to Ireland yourself or did you get to come over to the games in London or anything like that? You know, I have not been to Ireland. We actually, my wife and I um, went to London, uh, I guess it was three or four years ago. And we actually, we were trying to make it over to Ireland while we were there, um, but we just weren't able to make the time work for the amount of time that we had over there to be able to get over there. So our plan is we do have some friends in London. Um, we're, our plan is to Next time we go visit, maybe when our son's a little bit older, uh, pop over to Ireland and see what it's all about. I've heard great things. So, Yeah, it's a pretty decent spot. So hopefully we'll be able to, to welcome you at some stage. Um, and uh, I suppose, look, coming into to this week, coming up to this game, the only really, uh, the biggest talking point, there are many, but the biggest one is the return of Derrick Henry. We've seen the, the videos, the, the King Returns, um, in in terms, I suppose one Mike, what what's that likely to to mean uh, in terms of Henry himself and and how much he actually plays? But I suppose also just his impact or the impact of having Derrick Henry on the field for this team. So yeah, I think it's it's very interesting because you know the the Titans, um, you know everyone kind of assumed their season was over when he went down mid season, but they actually kind of figured things out and it did take them a little bit, especially offensively after Henry went down, they went through the Adrian Peterson trial and error, which, you know, ended up being an error. Uh, and then finally found something with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard uh, that kind of worked down the stretch. And they started to get the offense clicking a little bit as, as AJ Brown and Julio Jones started to return from injuries as well. Um, but Henry, no doubt has a huge influence. If you look at some of, their uh, EPA and, and, you know, advanced uh, metrics with splits with and without Henry on the field, you know, his effect, not only in the run game where, you know, he, he can take a, a five yard run and turn it into a 60 yard touchdown uh, is obvious, but his effect on the passing game is strong too, because he is just such a magnet for attention. And while the box counts didn't necessarily always change a ton with Foreman and Hilliard in the game, mostly because those are, more or less a reflection of the personnel package and formation you've got on the field. Uh, his impact is really linebackers can't help, but be on their toes uh, and go, coming downhill when they see 22 in the backfield. It's just not the same when there's Foreman or Hilliard or whoever else in there. It's just not the same effect. It's not the same mindset uh, that you have to have going into the play as a defender. So I think Henry's impact is huge. Not only, what he can do physically, which is obviously impressive. And we'll see how close he is to hundred percent. The, the training videos and everything look pretty good. He, he looks like he's got good burst. He looks like he's running, you know, it doesn't not limping, not hobbling around, dragging a leg or anything. We'll see what it looks like in game action. But I think psychologically 
I think confidence wise, I think what he means to this offense and as kind of a, a talisman for the, that group uh, is meaningful as well. He's become a huge leader uh, on the field, off the field uh, for this unit too. So I, I think his lift um, on his return is going to be tremendous, even if he is, you know, not, not getting the 30 carries that we're used to seeing him get this time of year. Uh, it, it may be something closer to, to 15 to 20. Um, and, and that would be, I think, a pretty reasonable expectation for him and, and still seeing Foreman get a little bit of work to keep, you know, maybe from throwing him out there for, for too much on his first game back. Michael, when, when Derek Henry, got injured, it kind of coincided with a period when the, the defence really improved and kind of stepped up in, in a lot of games and in many ways probably got the wins from essentially. And um, one question, Larry, that people keep coming back to is they still feel the secondary is, is you know, there's, it, there's concerns there in terms of whether they can hold down the likes of Chase and the Bengals have other players, Sardi, Higgins, Boyd, and obviously Mixon, you know, when he gets outside of the perimeter. Are you concerned about how strong their offense has looked over the past while? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't help but give tremendous respect to the Bengals passing game, especially and, and what they've been able to do, especially down the stretch, you know, when, when they kind of turn Burrow loose uh, and, and let him go after it, it. You know, they've been beating up on some pretty good defenses um, it, during that run. And, and I, I certainly think the Titans are a good defense. If you look at weighted DVOA down the stretch, they're eighth in the NFL uh, defensively. They're they're a strong unit I, I think they're not so they don't have a ton of superstars you know I think Jeffrey Simmons is, is bordering on superstardom if he played in a bigger market he might already be there frankly um, Kevin Byard is a two-time all-pro now I think he's a, he's a pretty well-known player but outside of that you've got a lot of guys like Danico Autry a lot of guys like Harold Landry who had 12 sacks this year um, you know Zach Cunningham David Long you've got a lot of guys that that are playing really good football and it's a balanced group, right? I don't think there's a lot of weak links in the defense, even if it's not necessarily as star laden as, as groups like maybe the Rams or, or the Steelers have. Um, but I do think they're the one concern, like you mentioned, the, the secondary, you know, if you did have to pick out a weak spot on the Titans defense, it probably would be the cornerbacks. Um, you know, the safeties I think are really good. Bayard, obviously, yeah outstanding Amani hooker i think is severely underrated as a player he's their other hooker or their other uh their other safety excuse me uh and he's a really really good player across from Bayard. so uh i feel i feel like they're going to be pretty good uh at that spot but christian fulton the second year corner out of lsu that was their second round pick in uh 2020 uh is the starter at one outside corner spot jack rabbit jenkins the veteran is is the other Fulton has had a tremendous year and I think it's gone a little bit under the radar. He missed a, a, the middle chunk of the season, but played really well at the beginning, played really well at the tail end when he's been healthy and, and kind of came into the playoffs playing good football. Um, Jackrabbit has settled down actually a little bit as well at the other spot after a rough start to the season. I don't think they're bad at corner, but you know, keeping up with with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and and Tyler Boyd is, is a big ask for any secondary um let alone one that that you know does not have a Jalen Ramsey I mean none of these guys are going to be confused with superstars um but I think they're solid enough that you know that the Titans aren't going to necessarily be um run over uh at that spot 
Michael, I think it was the mid '90s Dallas Cowboys that would have had the other hooker position more in their <laughs> thirteen than, than this year's Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you made an allusion there to a few advanced metrics, and we we, we had Aaron Schatz from ESPN, FootballOutsiders.com on uh, recently, and of course, their most famous metric is DVOA. And you know where I'm going with this. Since 1983, they've monitored DVOA against the first and second seeds every year. And this year, the 2021 Titans, and there's lots of good reasons why. You know, you've lost Derek Henry. You lost key losses to your wide receiver position, for example, which turned it a bit into a one-dimensional offense. But it is the worst one seed by DVOA measurement ever since they tracked it. In fact, they're worse than any two seed ever as well. Please, sir, defend your Tennessee Titans and why none of these advanced metrics matter. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Aaron Schatz has been kind of public enemy number one for the Titans uh, Twitter community here over the past month or so since he started kind of dogging on the Titans as, as they became clear that they were going to compete for the one seed down the stretch. I, I think there's a couple things um, that, that play into this. And, and, and Aaron, to his credit, it did come on local Nashville radio recently and talked about it. And he admitted that, look, those metrics don't take into account injuries. You know, they, they are not factoring in the fact that, you know, Julio Jones and, and AJ Brown were out for games or that Derrick Henry missed half the season. You know, there was games. And if you look back, you know, to the Titans loss against the Patriots, um, the Titans had Deontay Foreman, Nick Westbrook, Akina, Chester Rogers, and Cody Hollister as their starting skill position players. So you look at that and you're like, you're just not going to win a ton of games with that personnel group out there. Um, it's a totally different thing when it's Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry in those spots. So I think it, they are a different beast with, with those, uh, those stars in their spots making star plays so i do think there that's part of it and i think the other part they they are a very and it's it's one of those things that it's impossible to, to prove or disprove um and it's kind of one of the you know it's a soft thing but they are an extremely resilient group and mike vrabel i think is kind of the root of that i think mike vrabel should be the coach of the year in the nfl what he overcame through big stretches of the season without his stars on offense is incredible and they were missing a ton of people at, at different points in the season and they always were resilient they always fought back they beat a lot of really good teams they're the first team in nfl history to have eight wins against teams with winning records that is a tremendous accomplishment and it shows that they're not just beating up on the jaguars and the texans in the division i mean they they went out and they beat uh you know out of the the remaining teams in the playoffs right now they're 4-0 against the the teams that are in this group of eight so this is a team that is won big games against big teams uh and they've mostly done it without having that trio together so i think everyone in nashville is fired up and for the reason being that they think that this team is about to peak at the right time. It's all about getting hot in the playoffs and making that run because nothing that happened the previous 18 weeks matters now. It's just about the next three games. And so if you can come out and Julio Jones stays healthy for three games, Derrick Henry stays healthy for three games, we'll forget all about those guys missing time in the regular season and what that version of the Titans look like. So I, I think that's kind of where people in Nashville are looking at it is, Hey, this is the team that we all envisioned at the beginning of the season. 
and it's finally we're going to get to see it at the right time so I, i'm fascinated to see what they look like this weekend yeah mike Vrabel's titans have never lost with eight or more days between games or eight and though uh you literally took my next question michael i was going to say is mike Vrabel the coach of the year for me he is I think if we had a round discussion here, it would be interesting. But for me, I, I completely agree with you. And if, if the Titans win this weekend, it furthers that conversation. Looking at the Bengals, though, though, though Michael, like, I mean, do you, I mean, I, I'm sure you respect them, but are you feared of the Bengals? Or does any aspect of this team scary? Maybe Joe Burrow, especially with the way they played last weekend? Or what's your thoughts on them? A little bit. Yeah. I do think Burrow, you know, I love Burrow coming out and I love his intangibles and his swagger and the way that he leads that football team and the way that he plays the game. I I think I love everything about Joe Burrow and and think, you know, the, the, there's certainly a path to the Titans losing this game. And it's pretty clearly Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins make star plays and in Tyler Boyd as well. I, I should not leave him out, but um, those guys make star plays and the Titans just aren't able to match it. Right. And that is, that is the one way that I think the Titans lose this game. I, I think the Titans are going to win in the trenches. I think they're better on both sides of the ball in the, in the trenches. So that is kind of where I think, you know, the, the fear factor would be is that you just see them hitting these, you know, fades and and goes down the sidelines and and there's just nothing the titans can do to stop it because look when when the ball is put in a place you know where only chase or only higgins can make the play there's just nothing you can do about that sometimes and if they're just going to make those plays all day at some point they're just going to win the football game so i think that is kind of the the big concern when you look at the bengals and and yeah they're they're a team that i'm excited about looking in the next five to 10 years for sure I'm not sure if this is quite their year I think they still probably need a few more parts and pieces especially on both lines of scrimmage but um I I think they could absolutely win this game it wouldn't shock me um yeah they're they're a good football team I think that's one of the things that makes this probably one the best weekend in in the NFL is that there's, there's not going to be any shocks. Any of the teams can beat anyone else and it's not going to be a shock. They should all be fantastic games. And you touched on on this earlier and, and maybe in your, in your last answer, but a little bit more perhaps on Jeffrey Simmons because he's had a career year. He hasn't got the recognition. He hasn't, not just from the Pro Bowl, which is, you know, kind of become a kind of a glorified beauty pageant, but even all pro, he didn't get the recognition. Um, the, the, Bengal, uh, the Bengal is going to be without, um Larry O. So I um you know which um it you know weakens their um D line. So Simmons, I think he could be a real pivotal piece in this. Um how how much do you think he could be set to really take off in, in the playoffs where you know as a Broncos fan I know that sacks can change games. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, he is the, the focal point of that defensive line and, and they are really good across, you know, all the way four across. They, they've got, uh, you know, Bud Dupree, who, you know, has, has probably put up the, or has definitely put up the least numbers of the group. But if you look at that, they're on and off splits with Dupree on the field versus not, they are a much better pass rush with Dupree. And I think it all comes down to 
this Titans pass rush, they have three guys on, out of that four and uh, Simmons, who really leads the way, uh, Autry and Dupree, who compress the pocket. I mean, you very rarely see them not get pushed. So they're, they're making the pocket smaller. And then you've kind of got Landry, who has a ton of speed, has that, that ability to win quickly. And he's the guy that often, often gets to clean up the sacks and, and take advantage of quarterbacks in a compressed cylinder. Um, but yeah, Simmons is the focal point. Simmons is the guy that they will probably try to double team a lot. He he kind of takes pride in, if you single block me, I'm going to win and, and go go make a play. If you double team me, I'm still going to find a way to influence the play, whether that be pushing the double team around, you know, getting in a gap that I'm not supposed to be, uh, whatever it may be. But that guy makes a ton of plays for this football team. He is a virtually immovable uh, at the line of scrimmage, you know, he's not a huge guy. You know, you look at a guy like Vita Vea, who's 350 pounds. Simmons is, is 305, uh, but uh, probably the most naturally strong defensive tackle I've ever seen um, in, in Nashville. I mean, this, this guy is unbelievably strong. Um, and, you know, you look back to the, the night against the Rams and he took over that game. He, he had three sacks. He was walking defenders back into Matthew Stafford's lap or, walking uh, offensive lineman back into Matthew Stafford's lap. He is a, a game wrecker in the truest sense. And I think the Bengals, while they do have um, a lot of weapons on the outside, I, I, I would be a little bit worried about that guard to guard box in the interior, especially against Simmons. And when they throw Autry in there, it's even, it's even worse. Michael, I suppose it, the right thing to say is let's not look too far ahead, but, the Chiefs are playing the Bills obviously later on Sunday. You haven't played both of them this season, two games in kind of very different in a different manner. You, you know, you wiped the floor essentially with the Chiefs the first time around, albeit they were going through a difficult phase of the season. And then when they played the Bills, if it wasn't for the Josh Allen slip on fourth down, potentially the Bills are the Bills may have won that game. Have you got any preference who you'd like to play if you were to get through? No, the no. Bengals. I, I do have to say that the Josh Allen slip, it, it, Titans fans do not believe he slipped. If you go back and watch, Jeffrey Simmons throws Deion Dawkins right onto Josh Allen. He wasn't going anywhere whether he slipped or not. So that, that is a big uh, bone of contention for Titans fans. But regardless, I do think um, among the two matchups, I feel like the Chiefs, honestly, are probably the team that Titans match up better than better with. Than the Bills, um, it, despite you know the the Titans beat uh, the Bills last year, um, they also beat them earlier this year. Last year it was a blowout. The Titans blew out the Chiefs this year. They uh, beat them two years before that. So they've had good success against both teams in recent years. I don't think they'll have any fear of either team um, going into that matchup if they do advance. But uh, I think if I was picking, I'd probably. Uh, on paper, rather see Kansas City, although I do think there's an argument to be made that the Bills having to go on the road to Kansas City and then have to go on the road again to Nashville the following week. Maybe you want to play a team that's have had a little bit more travel, a little bit more wear and tear in Buffalo than you would uh, with the Chiefs. Um, Michael, just a well, quick point you were saying about Playoff record against playoff teams. Like I remember the Patriots, I'm a Pats fan, a couple of years ago, were 11 and 5. They lost five games to non playoff teams, but they beat in any playoff team they faced. And sure enough, they went on to win the Super Bowl. So that might be an omen for Titans fans this year. And look, we're all, we're all fans of the game, we're all fans of our teams. And fans 
are scarred or fans adore history and what's happened to them in the past. And especially that's magnifying the postseason. So if I'm thinking as a Titans fan in this regard, I mean, you had that magical run in 99 behind Steve McNair, leading all the way to the Super Bowl. I just won't mention Kevin Dyson and one yard to go. But, and I'm going to channel Jeffrey. I think, I think Jeffrey Chaucer came up with this expression of a harbinger in the 13th century or so. And I don't want to be a harbinger of doom, but the Titans have had the number one seed twice, I think, in 2000 and 2008. Both times, unfortunately, bounced one and done in the playoffs. At least you don't have to play the Ravens this year. I've got to put you on the spot while we have you. I mean, are you going to be on the side of glory and the angels, or is the devil on your side and the harbinger of doom is coming? You see this playing out for Titans fans this weekend. Give us a prediction. Give us a score. You know, I, I think it's a it's a very different matchup. I, if if it was the Ravens, I'd feel differently because the the history between the Titans and the Ravens, because the Ravens have also had the one seed and the Titans knocked them out uh, in the playoffs, which happened a couple years ago. Th- there's some sort of weird thing going on with those two franchises to where anytime one of them's on top, the other one's coming for them every year. It just seems like that's the the way that those two go. But um, I'm gonna say I think the Titans come out on top. One one little thing that that could be a good omen for the positive for the Titans. It's been 22 years uh, since the Music City Miracle. Uh, it's this game is going to be played on January 22nd, and of course, Derrick Henry's number is 22, and it is 2022. So, I mean, things are lining up. We're we're about to see uh, Derrick Henry rush for 222 yards and two touchdowns. Oh. I think. We may need to move the date. That would help. I, I, I genuinely think the whole of the whole of the state would just freak out if that happened. But I, t- I tell you what, though, Mike, in all seriousness, now if he's win, we'll we'll get you on every week as as a good omen from now. And look, we'll grab some pints with you in LA. But uh, massively appreciate it and enjoy this weekend. It's going to be a blast for you guys. I know, look, to, 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 I guess to be honest, for a neutral. Both fan bases really deserve this, so enjoy it, man, and uh, just enjoy the weekend. Thank you. I appreciate you guys, and uh, looking forward to watching the games this weekend.